Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's Weston Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Two o'clock already. I know. It's crazy. We're flying by. We're here at the 2023 Hercules Tire Big South Basketball Championship. UNC Asheville up 67 to 59 right now on Charleston Southern with a minute and 17 seconds left. So still some basketball left to be played in that game. It's been kind of a roller coaster right at the beginning. You had an 11-2 lead for Charleston Southern. Asheville came back and then some getting like a 12-point lead at halftime. And they've controlled most of the second half. But Charleston Southern kind of made a run here to bring it back within single digits. So a minute and 17 seconds left. We'll keep you updated on the number one overall seed. UNC Asheville in this tournament playing right now against Charleston Southern would be quite the upset. You can text us via the Garage Door Guru text line at 704-570-9610. I wanted to talk a little bit more about Bryce McGowans. Just had him on, did that one-on-one interview with him. That was awesome. Really appreciate his time. And what a two-way year he was able to have as the 40th overall selection. Second round pick Mm -hmm. comes in, and because of all of the injuries that the Hornets had right off the bat, Steve Clifford has to call on his second overall selection. A guy that has been notorious, and I'll put that in quotes because sometimes he'll play rookies, but he has been notorious for not playing some of the younger players. People are even angry that he's not giving James Booknight a whole lot of time. Well, that kind of loses its value this year, Wes, mm-hmm. when you want to come at him for not playing Booknight when he is playing Bryce McGowan's, right? Like, you do have a second-round rookie who was out there playing on the court. And it's because he's won him over defensively. He's won him over with his aggression. And now he has a four-year contract. It was not a good first-round draft when you had James Booknight and Kai Jones. At least it's not trending in the right direction. We'll see what happens, but it's not trending in the right direction. Mitch Kupchak, who has hit on his first-round picks before, I wonder if this is just another second-round pick that could hit, especially with the way he's been playing. Yeah, it looks like it, man. He's a guy that comes in, he plays hard. Uh, he always looks ready when he and when he gets in there. You see a lot of guys, especially, yeah. you know, not to bag on James Booknight, but this was a guy sometimes, you know, when he would get in basketball games, he didn't quite look ready. Lost on defense, maybe not sure how he wanted to attack the defense uh, when he had the basketball, but this McGowan's kid, he looks really uh, mature, and I think it does come from the fact that he is a second-round pick, the fact that he did come from Nebraska, not known as a basketball powerhouse, and so he comes in with that chip, so to speak, um, you know, ready to go because he knows that he's being doubted. So you love what you see from him. I I was glad to see him get that contract because it's been a result of his hard work uh, and, and, and just the professionalism with which he plays uh, at such a young age. And plus, the contract to me, I think it's team friendly, man. Like, I think you see him, and I know it might be crazy to say that about a guy that you go look up his stats and he's averaging less than four points per game. The efficiency's not there. Mm -hmm. Man, go find second-round rookies who are shooting, you know, shooting out of, uh, I can't even talk right now, who's shooting very well, we'll say. Go find that efficiency from second-round pick. It's crazy, right? Like, this this is the process of maturing in the NBA. Guys will take the necessary steps to become valued members of each of these franchises. And I think Bryce McGowan's is doing that. And so when you get a four-year deal with a team option, by the way, mm-hmm. in the fourth season, huge, right? Four-year deal, and he's going to be making over $7 million. 
that might be a steal going forward. And so it'll be interesting to see with him being so young, a one-and-done guy, the only one-and-done Nebraska basketball player. Kind of crazy. I asked him in that interview, you know, when was the first time you kind of realize you're going to go to the NBA at 19 years old. And he kind of set out to do that. But mm-hmm. Coach Hoiberg, having a little bit more of a status as a head coach than you might think of being at Nebraska, right, said, hey, you can get to the league this way. Well, here he is. Steve Clifford believes in him. And so this is a team that still has some young pieces you can't feel good about despite trading a Jalen McDaniels. P.J. Washington, think he's going to get paid. We all know what LaMelo Ball can do, and now Bryce McGowan's aboard. Hopefully he can continue to mature and develop in the right uh, trajectory. LaMelo Ball is the star. We all know that. I remember we were talking about an Orlando game earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Kind of rolled your eyes. Like, huh, why am I going to go watch Charlotte and Orlando? At least with the opposition. Yes. But then I mentioned Paolo Boncaro, and your eyes lit up. Yes. Because there is a reason. The number Mm -hmm. one overall pick. And he's been really good this season, man. That guy looks like a truck driving down the lane who can also handle the basketball at a really nice level. How do you compare LaMelo and Paolo, who you'd rather have? I know we do this with some of the opposition with their young stars. But just compare their games and both of the kind of roads they can go on in the NBA. Well, you know, we love to do the who would you rather have game, and, and we we've do. done that a couple of times this year. If I had to choose, man, I'm just going to keep it a buck, okay? <laughs> uh, if I had to choose between which player I would want, man, I would take Ben Caro. He looks awesome. Uh, I've, I've been enamored, you could say, from a basketball standpoint uh, since I caught wind of him coming out of high school. But this is a guy that, you know, I saw him up close last year at the ACC tournament in Brooklyn, and I was like, man, if this guy just really gets the mentality that he wants to take over games, he's more than capable of doing so. You talk about NBA body. He's listed 6'10", 255 pounds, and he has every bit of that. When I was watching him last year, I was just like, man, this guy, you know, he has that LeBron type of body where he's coming in at a young age and already built like a grown man. But you look at a man and just – you know, he's led the team in scoring 23 times and rebounding 16 times. He's got 52 games in double figures, 20. Uh, he's got 30 games of 20-plus points and four 30-plus points games. So, I mean, he's got 10 double-doubles this year out the gate. And that's the thing that's been so crazy about him to me is that rarely do you see rookies come in with this type of production. And it's pretty much gone, I'm not going to say unnoticed, but a lot of rookies that come into the league that put up these type of numbers, I mean, 30, 20-plus point games in your rookie year? Really? And, you know, he's averaging 19, 6, and 3. And nobody's talking about the guy like that. And a lot of times, and it's crazy, too, because coming from Duke, you would think having that built-in brand already that he would come in and just be the the toast of the league when you talk about young players. And in my opinion, he's flying under the radar. But if I had to choose, you know, the NBA, we know what type of game it is now. But you're talking about a big wing like this this is a wing this is not a center folks 6'10 255 he handles the ball he's a small forward you get him the ball out there on the perimeter he's doing work he's shooting the three he's doing everything uh that you could ask for so yeah man i mean for my money he is one of the best young players in the nba man and and i just think that he's a, a phenomenal player i'll say in this past nba draft Everybody was losing their mind when Chet Holmgren was as tall as David Robinson and even taller, right? Like made him look way short. Yeah. But Paolo Boncaro was looking at David Robinson, the admiral eye to eye. 
Like, that's mm-hmm. what I think of when I think of Paolo. I mean, that guy who can also handle the basketball, he's really impressive. But so is LaMelo, man. The thing is, you just got these ankle injuries to worry about right now. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to manufacture offense. I know we talked about it with Steve Clifford after that game against Phoenix, where the entire storyline was surrounding Kevin Durant's debut. Everybody that meant anything to the NBA media world was there. Mm -hmm. Brian Windhorst was there. There were so many different people in attendance, and they were even going to some of those segments at the Spectrum Center on NBA Today, on ESPN, because there was a little bit of time for Kevin Durant to kind of hang out here in the city of Charlotte. And LaMelo wasn't even a talking point, which is unfortunate, but because of the injuries, man, like you just just don't have that cachet with this basketball team right now. And it's on – you need a high draft pick. And, look, they're going to get one. I just don't know if it's going to be the highest because you're going to have Victor Wembanyama go number one overall, and you're going to have Scoot Henderson go number two. Even with this Brandon Miller stuff, I, I wonder how much in the end the Brandon Miller stuff is going to affect his draft status. Uh-huh. I still think he probably is a third overall selection with the way this plays out. I just He's too good. I mean, I'm sorry. That's just how it is. And I do wonder just how much it's going to affect it. I don't think so. But, uh, but Charlotte is going to have – you know, what, you add 12 and a half and you add 10, they're going to have a quarter's worth of shot of getting either Scoot or Wimby. And that's going to do some real damage to put them alongside a LaMelo ball. And at that point, Charlotte, with just one draft selection, will put them right back among the favorite league pass teams in the league. Yeah, and if you want to compare rosters and you talk about which team is in better shape, the Hornets, like you said, if, if they are able to add that, fantastic draft pick at the top of the draft, which it looks like that's what they're going to be able to do. going to have a good shot at it. And then Mitch already said that he wants to bring back a lot of these veterans. So, I mean, I think the Hornets, you add another dynamic player to the mix, I think the Hornets will again be that fun team that we've been looking for. Not to mention, if they do go back, we don't know how long Miles may be out. So we're just going to keep him out of the equation. But I was just saying for hypotheticals, if he was to be in this, they will go back to being that fun team that would be hard to deal with. I wonder, though, as far as um, where if, if said draft pick is not able to help them on defense, how much different would it be besides the fact that they'll be fun and be able to score a lot of points? You know, I think Orlando has some good young bigs, and then you talk about Paolo. Uh, Wendell Carter's been a guy that's been steadily coming. You're talking about Wagner. So they've got some guys. Fultz, when he does play, he's productive. And then you talk about um, what's my boy's name from Carolina? Uh, when Cole he Anthony. Play. Cole Anthony. Yeah. When he plays, uh, he's productive, and we've seen flashes from Bo Bo. So each team has some things to like. I think the only reason Orlando's record uh, is as is better than Charlotte's in the way that it is is because they haven't had to deal with all of the injuries the Hornets have. I mean, there's always somebody hurt for the Hornets. Every time you look up, there's a key player that's not playing, and so that's hurt them this year, and there's no doubt about it. Yeah, Man, it's been a season of horrors for them. I mean, that's just how it's been for Charlotte, and they're going to play Orlando tonight. They're 20-44 and 44 right now. I'm glad they got to 20 wins, to be honest with you, because it was looking ugly there. They did go on that five-game winning streak, and as soon as something happened like that, they're undermanned against a Phoenix Suns team where Kevin Durant is making his debut. And now you're just wanting to see Mark Williams continue to grow, who is also going to be really impressive as the season goes on. I, I do think this, man, like with the national podcast, whether you listen to Zach Lowe, whether you listen to Bill Simmons, whatever are the notable NBA podcasts out there, the Hornets have been brought up a lot. 
and it's because they're playing against Phoenix, and they catch a lot of strays. And I, under, and I understand it because the Charlotte Hornets undermanned against Phoenix. They're, they're, nobody is going to give Phoenix credit for getting that victory at the Spectrum Center. Nobody's going to give them credit, and so the Hornets will catch strays like, okay, well, who cares? You beat Charlotte, whatever, and then they move on. <laughs> and then you talk about the lottery, mm-hmm. and Zach Lowe, Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN, they're ranking the bottom four teams in the league who you'd be most excited to see get one of these prospects, and the Hornets are ranked last. And LaMelo is on the team, which automatically should give you some kind of nice entertainment foundation. Yes. And that's just the way that people in the league view Charlotte right now, despite all of that. I mean, don't they do that in every sport, no matter what it is? Charlotte or... Yeah, it's always the underdog coming out of the Queen City. Well, I mean, Carolina, I don't think it's nearly that bad with Carolina. Uh, uh, Well, Charlotte... Carolina's been to two Super Bowls. No, I'm they saying they, the the success has been there. But as far as the perception nationally of people really caring, I, I just feel like Charlotte sports has always been lo- looked upon like that. I think with the Hornets and them not even reaching a conference finals, them having not even won a single playoff series since 2001, yeah. I think that is what completely has people not caring about the Charlotte Hornets. Mm -hmm. All of that to say, I think this is a team that can turn it around somewhat quickly. I do think if LaMelo can stay healthy, you have your first or your second overall pick, Scoot or Wimby, whoever, or even a Brandon Miller, whoever they would decide, right? If you have those guys come back, and you have veterans to where people discuss windows all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gordon Hayward, I guess, doesn't fit the window. But if he helps facilitate your growth with other players and you only got him on the books for one more year and then you can pay everybody else because he leaves as a free agent anyway, then that's helpful, yeah. right? Like, I, I, there are some advantages to look at this team and say, okay, they can actually turn it around quicker than national NBA podcasts, which I, I would have you believe. Yeah, and so, I mean... It doesn't really matter, though, at the end of the day what they think because those same pundits, if the Hornets do turn around and get one of these big-time players and then the Hornets become exciting and the team people want to watch, their tune will change. So at the end of the day, their opinions, it doesn't really matter, like I said. And and all that matters is the people here in the city, man, and the Hornets need to get that next big thing here to go with LaMelo, not only to keep him here, but just to give the fans something to be excited about. Because, and one thing I I like to look at in life is just, you know, when bad things happen, you have to know something good is coming right around the corner. Mm, Let's get philosophical. And so, for the Hornets, you got to think, man, next year, it can't be this bad. You can't have this many injuries next year. You can't have all the bad luck in the offseason you had this past year, right? I mean, you would have to think the law averages says so. So, uh, But we've been doing this 20 years, Wes. It has, but there, have been, but there have been a lot of good seasons here with the Hornets where they've had things to look forward to and things of that nature. I mean, we might have to go back a ways to do so. <laughs> a but, lot uh, is, is a lot, honestly. Yeah, I just yeah. look up it really quick, man. This is really random, but I just okay. see uh, the Charlotte Checkers have a player. Is his name... Michael Jordan, or is it is it foreign and they're like Mikael Jordan? Like, look, you, what is it? Look, you are. Do you see that? You are Black Eyes, the Messiah. What am I supposed to do with <laughs> hockey analysis? I do see it. Yeah, yeah. M I C H A L. We're gonna get on that and try to figure out how to pronounce his name. And and I see the two. I wonder does he rock the twenty three? Yeah, I, we can figure it out when we come back. We'll tell you exactly 
how to pronounce Mr. Jordan's name here on Wesson Walker and maybe get to the Carolina Panthers grades on the NFLPA report card. The first one we've ever seen. Where do the Panthers flourish? Where do they need to get their game up a little bit on this report card? That's coming up next. Wesson Walker here at the 2023 Hercules Tire Big South Basketball Championship. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We're back. Wesson Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know the drill. Hit us up on the text line, Garage Door Guru text line, 704-570-9610. Hit up the social handles, Wesson Walker on Twitter, WFNZ Twitter, and Instagram. We're out here live at the 2023 Hercules Tires Big South Basketball Championship. Enjoying the action out here. UNC Asheville got the big dub. And, Walker, we had an amazing performance. I'm going to let you okay. uh, fill the people in on this. All right. So I wanted to play a game, but you were going to bring it in, and we didn't have enough time, so that's fine. But I wanted to ask you, if I told you Drew Pember went 3 of 11 from the field, how many points do you guess that he would score? Fitty said 18. I said 14. You said 14. Mm -hmm. Drew Pember scored 29 points going 3 of 11 from the field, which is absolutely bananas. He went to the free throw line, and he was 22 of 24 from the charity stripe in this game to help UNC Asheville get that win. A little bit of a run from Charleston Southern, but not really. UNC Asheville controlled that game in the second half. Colin our basketball watcher for the day. He was out there, and he was talking to us, talking about how the big guy was out there just catching lobs really the entire time. And so that was how they were able to get that victory. But when you discuss uh, Drew Pember, the guy that I wanted to come in here and watch, that was a lot of fun. I mean, ballers get to the line, man. That's what you do. If you can't get it going from behind a three-point line or taking it to the rack, then you got to get to the line. So that is an excellent performance. I knew it was some type of trick question when you asked me that, but I did not when you asked me that. Yeah, but I nuts. did not expect that amount of points, man. So It's nuts. Absolutely crazy. Alright, so NFL player team report cards, man. This has been so fascinating. This let us in on a world with which we did not know. The players rated everything. Folks, for those who don't know out there, NFL players, I think a poll of about 1,300 to be exact, were polled on their respective teams from everything from treatment of facilities, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, and locker room, okay? A to F on all categories. So just to fill you in on a couple of teams before we get to your hometown Carolina Panthers, the Arizona Cardinals had an F uh, pretty much overall when you look at it. They had counted up five Fs in various categories. You had different teams. Uh, let's hit some of the, the bigger fan bases before we to get to uh, get to the Panthers, try to build it up just a little bit for the Dallas Cowboy fans out there. They were pretty much A's across the board. Uh, so that tells you Jerry's running a good ship going on over there. 
The Minnesota Vikings had the highest grades overall. Their lowest grade was an A minus, and they had several A pluses. Then when you talk about my 49ers, uh, you know, I had to get them in there as well. Their lowest grade was they had one C plus other than that, B plus or better. So my Niners are taking care of things uh, over there as well. And so uh, the Carolina Panthers, you might ask. Yeah, I do. I what do did ask. They, what did they, <laughs> what, what were some of their grades? And we're going to go through these one by one. For treatment of facilities, the Carolina Panthers got an A. For a weight room, the Panthers got a B. For strength staff, they got an A. Training room, B+. Plus. Training staff, A+. Plus. Locker room, B+. Plus. But there was one low mark there, something that I think all of us and a lot of you guys out there would be one surprise and be annoyed by if you were a player for the Carolina Panthers. Their nutrition got a D, Walker. What in the world? Okay, I'm going to say my piece real quick, and then you can have the floor. Okay, yeah, do what you got to do, I man. don't understand, for one, even when you look at, like, the Cardinals, but these teams, you're billion-dollar entities. This is like Major League the movie. The owner is just not spending any money. I don't understand how NFL teams don't have the best of the best. You're billion-dollar entities. There are colleges. I watch videos online. I, there are, I forgot what the, um, the service is that does it. They show off these college teams' as facilities, their nutrition, all of that. You wouldn't believe some of the schools. Florida. I went to Florida. We had great facilities when I was there. I don't even recognize it now because of how great it is. They have a player, like, hangout area, pool, volleyball. It looks like a five-star resort. How NFL teams did not have this is beyond me. And then nutrition. How you get a D? This is almost foul line territory. How you get anything less than an A for nutrition in the NFL when you have millions of dollars at your disposal, all the, the, the best dietitians, mm -hmm. stats and facts and all that stuff to feed your players well, and you, you can't it, – I don't even know where to begin with that. Well, here's what's crazy, though. So they got a D in food service and nutrition – and they were only tied for 22nd. Yeah. Like, there are plenty of teams worse than the Carolina the Panthers. The Cardinals make their players pay for meals and pay to use facilities in the offseason. I forget. I think it was it Willie P who said this, who it reminded him of Moneyball when people in the locker room had to pay for their own soda in the vending machine. Yeah, that, that dollar and 50 soda they had to do that. That thing is absolutely running that way in Arizona. That's what's crazy, though. Carolina tied for 22nd. And yet they have that low of a grade, close to failing. But they did grade 12th overall in the league with a top score in training staff, as you mentioned, them getting that A+, and second best in treatment of facilities. Yes. And so that's, that's interesting too, right? Because you didn't get anything below a B outside of the food service and the nutrition. The treatment of families, kind of big there. That's an A. But I, I want to focus on the training staff a little bit more so because we can remember – when Cam Newton got injured, and that's training staff, that coaching staff, Ron Rivera, they kept throwing him out there after he injured his shoulder the first time. There was the attempted tackle in a game. I believe it was against the Chargers when he threw an interception, and then he had to try to go make the tackle on defense. Of course, we know what happened with T.J. Watt in that Pittsburgh Steelers game when they were 6-2 and two at the time, but they kept throwing him out there. The training staff, 
Wes, it took a lot of heat. Mm -hmm. And that was when Ryan Vermillion was atop the staff. Mm -hmm. Ryan Vermillion and some interesting things going on right now after his time at Washington mm -hmm. was completed. And so they did a complete revamp. Like, they did not have a great reputation. And so it's interesting to get this from the NFLPA that the training staff in Carolina is so celebrated compared to what they used to be because you have a completely different regime. It's nice to see a 180-degree turn because that was a bad part of their reputation beforehand. Yeah, and so and there were also teams that, yes, folks, it was possible to, for you to get F-minuses in categories. I didn't even think that was possible uh, for you to be. Oh, I did. Yeah, for you to be. <laughs> but he hasn't said anything in a while. And it's like the last time. F-minus, I remember those days. Yeah, man. I mean, that, that's unbelievable to get an F-minus in something. I thought you just got an F, and that was it. So. Well, do you believe in A-pluses? Or do you think just A's? Because a lot of people will cap the highest grade at an A. You can't get anything high. Do you believe in 110%? <laughs> I do. Coach Fitty. I do believe in 110%. Then I, then, 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 then I believe in A-pluses. I think A-pluses exist. I, I think A-plus has to be 97 or better. I agree. Yes, 97 to 100. And then maybe like that A, you're somewhere in the 93, 94 to 96. Yeah. And then 90 or above, that's what that's my grading scale. That's Walker Mail's grading scale. 95, 96, that's an A. A 93, 94, that's an A minus. So you don't have A pluses then? No, A pluses is 97 and up. Why can you have a minus and don't have a plus? Wait, do, do you do you can only get two grades to get an A? Is it like 95, 96? You can get an A minus. Uh huh. An A. But what's it? What is the A category again? What is that window? 95 and 96. So only two grades you can get to get an A. Yeah. Okay. That's. So I think it should be A and A plus, no A minus. I think you can get an A minor. No, if there's a plus, you gotta have a minor. Yeah, because in you there. got you gotta you gotta you know A minor and A flat, and then you got an A when you're talking about music. You gotta have three. I don't think that has any relevance to the conversation, but I do appreciate you showing off some music. Like you actually have a little bit of chops in music. Did yeah. you take music in school? Uh, I did because I didn't want to take art. I took both, man. I was artsy fartsy. I did all that. I took music. <laughs> I took art. No doubt about it. I think there should be an A plus. But also, if we want to go back to the Panthers' uh, grading scale, mm -hmm. the training room being B minus as well. The, the locker room B plus. Team travel B plus. Can't tell you about team travel. The locker room. I don't know if there's been any changes since I've been in. It's been a while. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's but it's, it's pretty okay. nice. I, I think it's pretty nice to be honest with you. And apparently with the NFLPA, they put that at B plus, so that's good. But overall, a pretty decent grade. I mean, for 12th overall, it's fine. You got yeah. a couple of nice high grades up there, but you're right. Food and nutrition. Let's get that up. Yeah, I think a a B plus for a locker room. I think that's fine. I, it's just when you see some of the lockers, you look at what LSU's done. You look mm -hmm. at what Alabama's done, and, and I know that you have to do some of these things to attract these kids, but still, it's just to me, when I step up from the pros, or from college to the pros, it's mm -hmm. a step up in competition. Uh, it's a step up in everything as far as fame and, and all those things, so it should be a step up in facilities well, and the way things are treated as well, you think at least. Well you got boosters and fans contributing to yeah. the money side of stuff and you got owners contributing to to the uh, NFL yeah, side cheap. of thing. You know what else we did not see graded on this NFL PA report card? We didn't see playing surface graded. That would have been one that brought Carolina down quite a bit from their own players yeah. voting anonymously on this set. I wonder how you get an F for 
treatment of families. I mean, what, what do you do? You just walk up the well, guys Washington, and you're like, get, get the hell out of here. Your wife's not coming back here today, okay? Like, you, get her out of here. Did you see Washington's grades? Yeah. They were god-awful. And, of course, you could expect that from an organization run by Dan Snyder, which, of course, is, I mean, the worst owner in the NFL, and there are some bad ones. But he's by far the worst one, and those grades absolutely yeah, played that out. they had an A-plus in strength staff, but other than that. <laughs> which is, which, by the way, you could totally also see, too. Yeah. I am not surprised whatsoever that the only A, the only good grade at all, was because of their strength coach. Yeah. I can imagine that type of organization saying, hey, we're going to have these guys strong now. Right. <laughs> and then they got a C-plus weight room, and other than that, it was D's and S. That's another thing. How do you have an average weight room in the NFL? You want these guys at your facility. You're giving them bonuses for coming to your facilities to work out. You want them to come there, but then you're not giving them state-of-the-art stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that why we can't get free agents, the high-profile free agents? I think maybe that's what we need to do in order to make sure if we can get owner, some of those I top would players. I spare no expense. My stuff, I would be like Mark Cuban. I would be... BMF blowing money fast <laughs> on everything. My guys would have the best of the best. I would have free agents. You remember when uh, when Jordan came into the office in Wolf of Wall Street and, and the young guys were just clamoring for him when he came in and the girl had to yell at him because they wanted a job so bad? That's how players would be if I owned the franchise. Everything would be so nice. They'd be like, man, we got to come and, and, and play in this Wait, franchise. Wait, how much Skrilla you got? I mean, what are you talking if about? If I'm an NFL owner and I'm a billionaire, and I'm and because it's going to make me more money because I'm going to win, mm -hmm. and and I'm going to generate the NFL. They print money. Come on now. Um, John the Beer Man wrote in on the Garage Door Guru text line seven zero four five seven zero ninety six ten. A plus is one hundred or above. So that's an interesting theory. Well, Could you, you got get bonus questions? Well, I mean, extra credit is a real thing. Yeah. So is is the only way to get an A plus? by also getting extra credit. I can get on board with that if that was the only way that you could get an A+, plus yeah. by answering some bonus questions. Okay. I think that's fair from John the Beer Man. Very sober take from John the Beer Man. I appreciate that. He said, damn these millennials and the 10-point grading scale. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, though, that this will do? Do you think that, that this NFLPA poll will embarrass the owners enough to where they're going to make the requisite changes? Not at all. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to embarrass them enough with some of the stuff that costs a lot more money. Now, food and nutrition, honestly, if you're going to grade badly in one of them, you could look at it as the glass has full or half empty way. Uh -huh. Because food and nutrition, I feel like you can fix that yes. very easily. Very easy. So, okay, let's just spend a little bit more money on food and nutrition. And I can't, I don't know if this is just for the opposition when they come visit, because if this is just an entire poll thing, or if this just was specifically for their team in some of these regards, I don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. But if, if it's food and nutrition, it's easily fixable, but it also lends the question, why was it D-worthy in the first place, right? So you can look at it on either side of the coin. But if you're David Tepper, if you are the Panthers organization, at least you can fix that. But now when you're talking about anything else, right, like training staff, you could invest more in smarter people, people that have had great track records, whatever. There are ways to fix that. But training facilities, that's going to take a little bit while. I just think 
maybe Carolina is a franchise that could fix their low grade. Not mm -hmm. multiple, by the way. So there is something to be said for that. Their one low grade that they got, something easier to be fixed there compared to the other NFL franchises, which might not care as much. See, I think this is going to help because I do think that these owners are going to be, some of them will be embarrassed for people to finally find out. Because remember, this is the first time that we've had the curtain pulled back on these franchises to see how players are treated. Because when you look at the description of this, the players union put this out. They said 1,300 of our players provided information to share with one another about their current club to not only help them make important career decisions, mm -hmm. but also help raise standards across the league. You don't think players are going to look at that Arizona Cardinals and the way that they're being graded, and that's going to determine uh, if they decide to go there, especially if they're in a situation where the money's equal. You better be winning a hell of a lot of games for you to be able to have grades like this and still attract players. Because if I am a free agent, I'm definitely going to look at this, especially a high-profile one. I'm going to look at this when, I, when I'm picking a franchise. Well, you know, and it's a good point. Like, you, I, I was viewing it from the cynicism of an owner standpoint where yeah, they're just going to do well, whatever they want to. Be, yeah. But you're right, though. Like, it, the fact that you see those last two letters a part of this poll, it being the Player Association, mm -hmm. to where this whole search was conducted in order to give information to other players, I think you are right about that. I think clearly it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all thing, right? I think there is some truth to Carolina having an easier fix with it being food and, and nutrition, yeah. diet, whatever. And we'll see what these other owners will do, like Arizona, like Washington, where Dan Snyder, look, I mean, he's going to be out of the NFL, I imagine, soon anyway. And so we'll see if the owner there, there are a lot decides of to fix it, yeah. de decides to fix all of it. But I, I think the next year's poll will be interesting to see just what all teams did decide to say, you yeah. know what, we don't want to have these problems associated yeah, with our franchise, so let's go ahead and fix it. There are a lot of teams that have these uh, for food. I mean, there are a lot of low grades, man. I mean, you bring these guys in for eight hours. They can't leave the facility. They, you want them to stay there and be the first guy in, last guy out there, and be there till 8, 9, 10 o'clock. Give me some damn good food to eat, okay? Well, good I, nutrition. I wonder how much of it is. Jesus. I, I mean, because I can't imagine that these teams are just going in with an intention to serve poor food. How much of it is just a priority? And then here's the question from players, and then whoever is in charge of that is like, oh, yeah, I guess that is kind of an oversight. All right, let's go ahead and fix but, that. I, I just wonder how much of it is an oversight right. because I can't I can't get on board with the team actually saying, well, we're going to make sure that we give them poor diet. I right? mean, like, not, I don't, not that, but if I'm an owner and I'm going down and checking things out and seeing how things are running and I see what's being made and I'm looking at that and I'm like, no. But, but I don't know if it's really even being made like that. How much of it is just catering? Because anytime that you walk out of the Carolina Panthers games, you will see food catered. Right. And you can see a bunch of different businesses. And then even after practice, a lot of times you'll have the rookie go out and pay for food and whatever. And I'm yeah. not saying that was a part of this particular yeah. poll. But there's a lot of different sources where food can come from, too. Yeah, but and if, so I just wonder how much they thought like about Like, if you're all. the Cardinals and you have an F, you serve serving slop. You're probably in this service 
serving <laughs> trash burgers, not a lot of good food. What, just, what are you trash. serving if you get it out? You, you're grabbing the frozen burgers fresh out of the box. You're not seasoning them. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just sloppy whoa, Joe's whoa, again. Whoa, 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 whoa. Good, don't, don't disrespect the man. Oh, no, you can't, you can't be serving. Man no, no, I'm not going to serve that. I'm not going to serve it, but it is good. Though. But no, but you're getting an <laughs> F if man which is, I mean, on come the, on now. is on the menu. And it's easy to feed football players. You have uh, top-of-the-line grilled chicken, not. filet mignon steaks, top-of-the-line steaks, grilled chicken, fruit, salads, good side. I mean, good guy. How long? Anyway, man. It, it just frustrates Somebody me. said, Walker, calm down. I don't know, because you're the one that somebody, I think it was Big Cat Dan, said just just let Wes go to the foul line already. Yes. Yeah, and, 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 yeah. and then Jamie said, Walker, calm down. I don't know if that was because of my manwich take or something else, but yeah, we I, have talked a lot about the nutrition side. Yeah, I don't get it. If I was a top-notch player, if I was like uh, – one of the big dogs on the team, they come serving me some nonsense. I walk right up to the owner's suite and throw it at him and tell him, you eat it. All right. I don't know. I mean, look, Bronx Mike wrote in, and he said, I used to be a GM for Bojangles. We catered practices at the stadium. Not exactly the most nutritional option. That's LOL. what I'm saying, no. but, but it's exactly what I thought yeah. about, right? Like, and now, yeah. we love Bojangles, though. I mean, hell, I might yeah. go get some after the show is yeah. over. It's been staring me in the face this <laughs> yeah, entire Yeah, it's show. a lot of temptation up here, man. We got a lot of great food up here. But when we return for the final segment of Wes and Walker, we're going to talk about what's on tap. Plenty for this weekend, and we're going to have... Uh, are we having on this day in sports? No, we'll we're not. So. I don't have the computer. Yeah, we would not. So we'll let Fitty talk. When though. we come back, we'll talk about <laughs> what's you. on tap, and we'll just have a nice roundtable about that. This is the Weston Walker <laughs> Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. <laughs> a nice roundtable. <laughs> Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We are finishing up at the Bowplex 2023 Hercules Tire Big South Basketball Championship in full effect. We just saw UNC Asheville take care of business against Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern beat High Point on Wednesday. To move on to the next round, UNC Asheville had the bye, being the number one overall seed, so they move on. And we are just getting Gardner-Webb and USC Upstate underway. 0-0, but 19 minutes left still to go, so we're just getting started just a minute to uh in it um excuse me a minute in that game i've been having a lot of trouble speaking today i don't know why that is do you want to take over Fiddy? some days man it's just like that man what can you say you talk for three hours i mean not a lot of people can do it. well just to let people i mean when you peel back the curtain a little bit here when you're on remotes there's a lot going on and for me a professional not so professional where i smell like funnel cake we got funnel fries to my right we have beer passing me left and right. I've been wanting to figure out a way to drink some beer and watch basketball this entire day. But the problem is this media pass, it's a big no-no. Can't really do it with the media pass. But maybe we get the beer and just take ditch the media passes and mm-hmm. take Hoggard's tickets where he was sitting for the first session and go upstairs. Ooh, does he have tickets? I did not know that. That's how he got him and the little man up in the building. I so. mean, okay, okay, Colin, um, I don't think you're listening to me right now, oh. but I am telling him I am going to text him and see if that is a, a plan that we can go with. Did you just see an awesome play from USC No, Upstate? it wasn't awesome, but oh, somebody okay. got a head fake. <laughs> <laughs> somebody got a head fake and then, you know, the classic jump in the air, the guy takes off, initiates contact, and the guy flipped in the air. You 
you'll see it right here. Okay, so oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh that's a bad oh. one. Oh, it's a it's a full on flip. Oh, he hit his head. He went head first. Okay, yeah. yeah. That wasn't Gordon Hayward. He'd be done. That's an injury, <laughs> and I feel like that's a little foul. So I'm right. not gonna explore that. So much for him coming on. And we'll move on. The the last segment of the day has when Fiddy has decided to be foul a couple of times here, and so we're gonna move on. I don't know if we should explore that anymore. But the Charlotte Hornets are in action tonight. It is what's on tap with the Hornets playing the Orlando Magic. He, it, he, he might be doing the perfect game. I'm telling you, Shrappy, we, we got a little bit more to go. Yeah, it's been fantastic. We've we got a couple more minutes to go. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> Fiddy's going to take responsibility oh, yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. He's in Shrop Top. But we do have the Hornets playing the Orlando Magic tonight. You got Big South action all day long, so come out here at the Bojangles Coliseum. If you do come miss... I said a plex. You plexing? USC Upstate <laughs> and Gardner-Webb, the 4-5 seed matchup underway right now. You do have the 2-7 matchup between Longwood and Campbell. Um, that's tipping off at 6 o'clock and then the late night game. Radford, Winthrop, they're tipping off at 8 o'clock. Are you plexing all day, Wes? What are you going to be doing? Uh, I'll be hanging around here a little bit longer. So a little uh, plex. I'll be. I'll be here a little bit. Fiddy, you might be here the entire day. You've been really excited about this for a while. Yeah, I have. So, uh, you know, I think y'all are going to ditch me, but I think I'm going to hang out here all mm -hmm. night and uh, enjoy some college basketball. I'm going to I'm not going to ditch you. I'm going to watch the the rest of this game. So, we'll get off. There's going to be like 15 minutes left to go. Mm -hmm. I'll watch that game. We'll figure out the whole beer situation, and we'll also figure out the food situation, which I can have the media pass around my neck while I'm doing that. So I'll watch that game, and then I'll probably have to ditch you after that. Wow. That's probably what I'm going to have to do. You don't want to see any Longwood on the court? Um, I need to get away from that one as well. Longwood <laughs> and Campbell, they are going to be playing. No, don't act like you didn't know what you were doing. Don't give me that face, some stank face, like why am I moving off of it? I'm not going to entertain that anymore. <sighs> It's crazy, man. Even when Fiddy is not producing the show, he still finds a way to do something like that to end it. Hornets, Magic, who do you have tonight in a battle between Charlotte uh, and I'm going to go with the Magic. Like I said, the Hornets are, uh, without LaMelo, you know, it's going to be tough. The Magic have a lot of offensive firepower considering the matchup for the Hornets. A lot of length for Orlando. I mean, they've been drafting athletes left and right. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if your, your first-round pick, it's – Jonathan Isaac, it's Paolo Boncaro, it's Franz Wagner. Everybody they draft are just a whole bunch of athletes with seven, five wingspans all across the board. And while Charlotte is not a pushover in that factor anymore, you do have Mark Williams out there. It's still not a – well, LaMelo Ball helps you in the backcourt too. But other than that, you're going to have a lot of size that you're dealing with with Orlando. I think it's going to be tough too. Uh, the Magic – it's kind of a sneaky lottery game between Orlando mm -hmm. and Charlotte. I mm -hmm. don't think the Hornets are going to be able to cap, uh, catch the Magic as the season goes on because they don't have LaMelo Ball. Yeah. But Orlando is the fifth worst team in the league right now. Mm. But there is a considerable gap between Orlando and what you have with the Charlotte Hornets record. So kind of an interesting game to look at on that side of things. But Paolo LaMelo, that matchup is going to be a lot of fun to see. Now this weekend, North Carolina Duke. That certainly is on tap as well. Mm -hmm. Fiddy, we'll go to you. Mm -hmm. What do you expect to see in this uh, Tar Heel Blue Devil matchup? I hope to see a team that plays like their life is on the line because that's that's what is is the fact here. And Huber Davis said that after the after the Notre Dame game, and I think it's not a coincidence you've seen them play better since that because he's publicly admitted that we've got to win or we're not going to have a chance to do what we want to do in March. I like Carolina at home. 
Look at how bad they played in Cameron, and they were there with four minutes left to go. When a game where they shot 30%, like 36% from the field and below 30% or below 40% from the on the arc, give me Carolina at home and another classic Duke-UNC matchup. What about you, Wes? Who do you think wins? I agree with them as well. Like I said, most of the time I want two teams that are similarly matched up. They normally split, so this is a rivalry game. Carolina's going to be looking for that get-back, plus it's a rivalry game, plus Carolina's playing for their – tournament live so i'm gonna go with the heels at home now north carolina they survived a clean sweep by the panel when they chose the heels over virginia in that last matchup i agree with you both i do think north carolina is going to get the job done here at home but usually that's a bad sign when there's a clean sweep i do want to finish up with this question they lose to Miami after their win against North Carolina, Duke does, but then they have that that loss on the road to Virginia, which was very close, and then they rattled off five straight wins. Mm -hmm. How much work has Duke done in the eyes of the NCAA Tournament Committee since that North Carolina victory, and how much is that going to help the Tar Heels in the last game of the regular season? Um, I think it should help. I'm not a bracketologist to know what the quad this and quad that, but I know <laughs> that Duke has, uh, you know, they play good basketball, and, and they seem like a team that's getting stronger, so it certainly won't hurt Carolina's resume to get a win here. And, and it would be a quad one win if North Carolina For takes right care of Yeah, right, right now. now, 100%. <laughs> I mean, who knows what could happen, but I do think the fact that Duke has been playing so much better here recently, that's also... As much as Heels fans might not want to admit it, it would be a nice thing for North Carolina to be able to take advantage of the way that Duke has been playing lately by beating them and using that a part of their NCAA tournament resume. That'll do it for Weston Walker. Hold on now. we got to get out of here. we got two Canes games this weekend now. Why don't you tell us about it every time? Man, it's basketball season. A tradition like no other. Hurricane Coyotes tonight. And then you got Canes Lightning. On a Sunday, man. So that's a big game on Sunday playing against the Lightning. Lightning, one of the best teams in hockey, put the Canes out the last couple of years, man. So, yeah, they need to get it done. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. The Black yeah. Ice, the Wasaya, Wes Gretzky spitting NHL facts at you to that's end right. Wes and Walker here at the Bowplex, the 2023 Hercules Tire Big South Basketball Championship. Mm. A lot of fun, plenty of games happening all day. Stick around on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ, Kyle Bailey Show, coming up next.